This is your KVNF Regional Newscast for Thursday, February 8th. I'm Lisa Young. The Hotchkiss Crawford Historical Society will host its annual meeting at 2 p.m. Sunday, February 25th at Memorial Hall in Hotchkiss. Incoming Society President Ben Bentley says there will be a number of interesting speakers and demonstrations. We're having a couple of local storytellers, local museum members give uh, you know brief stories. Um, actually, one of them was in the Harvest of Voices. We'll have an exhibit space for some of the folks who have been working on really interesting projects, um, like the uh, manager of the Hotchkiss Riverside Cemetery. She's been uploading a lot of obituary material onto an online app of the cemetery. And then we have another guy who's been working on tracking the Dominguez Escalante expedition um, through our, our region. Bentley says the museum has a new website available thanks to a grant from the Bureau of Reclamation and the State Historical Preservation Office. The grant was um, given to Needle Rock Ditch, I guess with the priority of it being a community community building process. So instead of just using the government website, the grant money was made available so that we could do all that research and uh, impact the community by paying for the museum to have a website to host not just the ditches um, historical preservation, but any further ditches work. Oh, there's another ditch coming that, that we'll need to do the same thing for, um, but also to just serve as a hub for historical um, digitization in the North Fork Valley, because we really haven't had that before. Colorado's Department of Local Affairs through the Division of Housing's State Housing Board recently allocated $7.2 million for 171 new affordable housing units around the state. In our listening area, Home Trust of Uray County was granted $100,000 to assist with new construction of two affordable housing units in Ridgeway. The largest share of the money, $2.3 million, went to the Community Investment Alliance for the purchase of the Adventure Inn in La Plata County. The project will provide a long-term stable location for a regional bridge housing program to prevent homelessness. The motel features 25 rooms, each with a bathroom, refrigerator, and microwave. Montrose County has announced an increase in funding for the 2024 Turf Replacement Program aimed at promoting water conservation by encouraging residents to adopt water-wise landscapes. KVNF's Brody Wilson has more. This initiative, backed by the county, the city of Montrose, the state of Colorado Department of Natural Resources, and the Colorado Water Conservation Board, follows the successful launch of a rebate program in 2023. Despite a limited budget last year that supported only five projects, the enhanced funding for this year aims to support 15 projects. The program offers homeowners in Montrose County up to $2,000 in reimbursements and $2 per square foot for replacing turf with native plants and grasses. Commissioner Sue Hansen expressed enthusiasm for the program's expansion, emphasizing its role in sustainable water management. The application deadline is March 1, 2024, with selected applicants required to submit a detailed landscaping plan within 30 days. The competitive process seeks projects that exemplify the potential of water-wise and regionally adapted landscaping. Further details and application information are available at www.montrosecounty.net. For KVNF News, I'm Brody Wilson.
As part of our ongoing coverage of water in the West, this next story takes us to Washington County, Utah, home of the city of St. George, which is one of the fastest-growing areas in the nation. But now all that growth is on a collision course with the county's limited water supply. David Condos of KUER reports the area's leaders have a new plan to get more. Washington County's population has already quadrupled since 1990 and is projected to double again by 2050. So where will all the water for those people come from? Well, for nearly two decades, a lot of folks here thought the best answer was building a pipeline to Lake Powell, a 140-mile straw across the Red Rock Desert. But in recent years, the idea has become more of a controversial pipe dream than a feasible solution. Here's Washington County Water Conservancy District Manager Zach Renstrom. In engineering, we always say the best way to determine the strength of a chain is to stress it and let it break. And so the river was getting to a breaking point. And the Lake Powell pipeline just happened to come at the exact same time when this was going on. More than two decades of dry conditions have put Lake Powell in dire straits, dropping it to record lows. And the surrounding states are locked in a high-stakes fight over the future of the strained Colorado River, which fills the reservoir. But in Washington County, growth has kept marching on. So local leaders are rolling out a new plan to get by for the next 20 years without the pipeline. It comes down to two big ideas, reusing and conserving the water it already has. Then you can see there that... Uh... St. George Water Director Scott Taylor stands on a platform overlooking a concrete waterfall as it cascades into an underground pipe at the water reclamation plant. After it leaves this, building, this water, he estimates millions of gallons a day, is rushing downstream and out of St. George's grasp. We do have Through emerging technology, the city can clean sewage enough to recycle it back into the system. It could irrigate farms, golf courses, and parks, and leave more in the tank for drinking. But right now, the city doesn't have enough space to store it. All that water that's going in that pipe is flowing straight out into the, to the Virgin River. It lets me know that we have, uh, we have a resource we can better develop and use. The city now plans to construct new reservoirs to hold more of it. But those will take years to build, which makes conservation even more critical in the here and now. District Conservation Manager Doug Bennett walks through a demonstration garden near his office. It's filled with all kinds of native plants, from towering cacti to dainty flowers. The district has begun paying residents to rip out their thirsty grass lawns in favor of landscaping like this. Bennett says it's vital to the area's survival, even if getting residents to break that manicured green barrier isn't always easy. They might live on a street where everybody has grass in their front yard and they're like, yeah, I don't know if I want to be that guy that you know, sticks his neck out and does something weird and everybody looks at me funny. As soon as somebody does it, it becomes a contagion. But Ed Andrachek with Conserve Southwest Utah has concerns that the area's water leaders might not be planning far enough, fast enough. I think by their own words, they would say, yes, we'll get all this done and it'll generate enough water to meet the demand through about the end of the 2030s. And then, then what? Even District Manager Renstrom says this plan isn't meant to be a long-term solution. It's essentially about buying time. I think in 15 years, about the time I'm retiring, we're going to have to have another very intense conversation about what we're going to do here in this county. 
So at least in some corners, the debate about the Lake Powell pipeline may be far from over. In St. George, Utah, I'm David Condos. This story is part of ongoing coverage of the Colorado River, produced by KUER, distributed by KUNC, and supported by the Walton Family Foundation. That's your KVNF Regional Newscast for Thursday. I'm Lisa Young.